Good afternoon, Tom Nash filling in for Al Crested today on Crested in the Afternoon. The name Father Patrick Payton, if you were born, say, maybe after 1980, you may not be as familiar with him, but he was very well known back in the day, uh, as well known as Archbishop Fulton Sheen in some ways because of his Rosary Crusades and Billy Graham, the Protestant minister. And he is very much known, as they say, with the rosaries and this being the month of the rosary. And we're talking about different things during the month of the rosary on Crest in the Afternoon. We're going to speak about Father Peyton, his love for Our Lady, his promotion of the rosary as an important means by which to grow closer to our Lord Jesus Christ and Our Lady. And indeed, as a spiritual warfare, we're going to welcome right now Michael O'Neill, the miracle hunter. You know him from his activity on EWTN, also his books, including 20 Answers, Apparitions, and Revelations by Catholic Answers uh, Press. He's the creator and host of the EW10 docuseries, They Might Be Saints, about the lives of future saints and the search for canonization. Michael, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. Michael, tell us about Father Patrick Payton, because a lot of people, maybe they know about the family that prays together, stays together. But he has a remarkable story, as do a lot of saints, right? They're brought low. Our Lord speaks about being childlike and how the kingdom of God belongs to the childlike. And he had a couple of disappointments where, well, you could talk about that with regard to first, he wanted to be a priest. It didn't look like he was going to become one. And then he was in formation and all that. And then he's he's getting very seriously sick. So before he was brought to fame, if you will, he was brought low as a, as a child of God. Absolutely. And we're talking about someone who, uh, one trivia point about his life is that uh, before St. John Paul II, he was seen by more people alive than any person in the history of the world. So that's how, how much he got out there and uh, to spread the message of the rosary. But before he got to that point, and perhaps the thing that impelled him to get to that point, was uh, he, you know, as a as a young man growing up in in Ireland, he wanted to become a Catholic priest. That he that was his life's dream. Mm. He sent out his applications and, and 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 tried to reach out and get into a seminary, and nobody would take him. Hmm. And uh, he uh, had he to be disappointing. That dream. He, but yet he didn't he despair. Was, uh, he didn't despair, right? He <laughs> he persevered. But that had to be a big disappointment. Absolutely, I think he still uh, kept his faith uh, through his. His family. He uh, he referred to his uh, his his own family as a a church and a university uh, in his home. That's where mm. he learned the faith. That's where he learned everything, including uh, the rosary. One of the things that his one of the things that was imparted into his life was to learn that rosary, and then he brought that faith to the United States. And eventually, he did uh, end up becoming a priest. But the thing that sort of uh, got him going was he had this uh, bout with tuberculosis where he was thought that he was on death's door and he was going to die. And through the, uh, through the sort of guidance of a priest who said, give everything up to Mary, he did. He dedicated uh, his life to Mary, and he said, you know, you know help me. And he, he believed 100%. That's how I've always said it. And sure enough, he had a great miracle. And in thanksgiving for this miracle, he asked Mary, how could he repay her? And so uh, he went out and, and started this great rosary crusade that he took all over the world. Michael, uh, when somebody, maybe particularly our Protestant listeners, might hear the thought of give everything to Mary, it's like, well, why not give everything to Jesus? How would you explain to them that it's a both and, not an either or? Well, this is one of the uh, the challenges that we run into in our conversation with 
our Protestant brothers and sisters. But as Patrick Payton himself would tell you that uh, showing love to Mary, uh, just like we would show love to any of the mothers of our friends, we're truly loving that friend and loving Christ in that. So uh, so it's a both and, as you say, and it only amplifies the love that we show uh, towards Jesus and going through Mary to Jesus is, is the way that... Uh, that uh, Patrick Payton uh, lived his whole life. Yeah, and and the fact that we see in the book of Revelation that she is the father of those who keep the teachings of Christ, right? That it speaks about that she is this spiritual mother. We see it at the foot of the cross with St. John, but also in Revelation 12, verse 17, that she is the spiritual mother. She's the mother of all those who hold to the teachings of Christ, you know, and, and live the moral life. So if we see her properly understood that she is a gift from Jesus to bring us to Jesus. That's right, um, and she she only uh, she is only the way to uh, to Jesus. She points us in all her Marian apparitions and otherwise. The whole point of all those things is to draw us closer to Christ, not to uh, not to glorify her in any way, but to bring us to Christ. So uh, I think Patrick Payton, in his life, he really uh, he really saw Mary as that avenue through the Rosary specifically to to draw people closer to Christ. And then the Rosary itself, properly understood, is a Christ-centered prayer. Yes, when you think of the 20 mysteries. I mean, for many years, it was the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious. And then, of course, Pope John Paul II in 2002 gives us the luminous mysteries. But all those are, again, leading us as she's the greatest uh, disciple of Christ, but also that these are focused on Christ and how he does. We can trust Christ because look what he did in the life of his mother. Absolutely. The rosary is absolutely Christocentric. Uh, you can you can find uh, Bible verses for just about every uh, moment along that uh, rosary path, and I think it's you know the life of Christ through the eyes of Mary, His mother. So, uh, what are the, what better way uh, to to engage with Jesus than through uh, she who is closest to Him? So, uh, Patrick Payton saw this uh, as a tool, and he he really brought families together. And that famous phrase, "The family that prays together stays together," kind of resounded and became famous because of the encouragement of Father Patrick Payton. How does Father Patrick Payton go from being the priest who recovers and has this great dream, because a lot of times people might have great dreams, but putting them into reality uh, is another, with God's help, another uh, challenge in and of itself after recovering from a near-fatal illness. How does he go from that convicted priest to becoming very popular in Hollywood with radio and TV and then eventually the rosary crusades that go around the world? Absolutely. I think he uh, he gave it all to Mary, not only in that moment of recovering from tuberculosis, but also the rest of his life. So every opportunity that he sought to make her known and loved, I think uh, he you know just allowed her to open doors for him. And he uh, got on the most famous, uh, or he, he set up a, a radio show where he invited Bing Crosby, who at the time was the most famous actor in all of Hollywood, uh, to participate in his, his rosary program. And so that sort of open the doors for him to go to Hollywood and to sort of approach people one by one. And it was sort of, it became a popular thing, believe it or not. We can't even conceive of this in our modern day and age, but one actor was doing it, the next one wanted to do it. And these were Catholics and non-Catholics alike. They just wanted to be a part of the, the love that uh, that Patrick Payton had for Mary and uh, and spreading the rosary message. So uh, Father Payton, uh, he, you know, again, he, oh, he saw these doors opening and he went through them and uh, with faith. He just kept growing and growing and growing and took his Rosary Crusade all around the world. First to London, Ontario, and then all parts beyond North America, huh? 
Absolutely. He's uh, any big continent, but uh, they say. So he's uh, he's traveled everywhere, and uh, he was seen by crowds of millions. Uh, when, the, when you add up the numbers, it's it's absolutely uh, amazing. And just to think of where he came from, uh, just this uh, humble boy from Ireland uh, who loved the rosary as a young boy. Even he just carried that through his entire life. And it seemed in you know winning over the the very famous people in Hollywood I, that his genuineness of faith and also his humility coupled with that seemed to disarm or win people over to want to participate. Absolutely. I think that he had a certain charm to him, and people just saw his passion and love for this rosary project, and uh, people wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I think when I I write about him in a chapter of my book, they might be saints, and uh, I try to convey that, that people were just attracted to uh, to the fire that was inside of Father Patrick Payton, and so they they wanted a piece of that. So I think that it's a good example for us when we evangelize, when people see us on fire for Christ or show our love for for Mary. Uh, I think people can find that attractive. I know I've interviewed exorcists who will talk about how a relationship with Our Lady is important in battling the devil, and that the Rosary is a great weapon against the devil. Did Father Patrick Payton talk about that and how we need to? be on guard against the devil in his rosary crusades or otherwise? No, I'm not familiar with uh, his references to the devil. Um, I'm sure that's somewhere in his in his writings or in his ministry. But I think that the essence of that, that message is that the rosary is there for us for all purposes, for, all, for every way that we can inspire us and ourselves, inspire others, and, uh, and strengthen us. And so I think in that strength, finding that strength, we also would be uh, fighting against the evil one. So um, per- perhaps this is uh, something that requires more study, but uh, I think that uh, Patrick Payton would certainly uh, see the rosary as a weapon against the devil. It reminds me of something that Father Donald Callahan uh, of the Marians of the Immaculate Conception says, uh, he, of that order, the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, he says, a rosary a day, a rosary a day keeps the devil away. <laughs> so and I'm sure Father Patrick Payton would agree with that. What more can people learn about Father Patrick? What did you learn yourself in covering yours, doing your series and, and just learning about him, whether it's through the Netflix uh, documentary or other things that have aired on him? Or I should say the, the, the sure. documentary so that, that, that aired that, on that Netflix. Pray, that pray, pray documentary was very well received, uh, and that was uh, something done through Holy Cross Family Ministries. Exactly. And I was able to spend time with uh, that Holy Cross, both on the East Coast and the West Coast, for the filming of my episode of They Might Be Saints. And it's amazing to see that uh, Father Payton's legacy still lives on. This is not something from, you know, an earlier era from the 70s that has sort of faded away and people reminisce about how great it was that Father Payton talked about the rosary. No, they're they're still going strong uh, with the charism of Father Payton behind them. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that was something that opened up my eyes. And then when you go to uh, their, their place there in, in uh, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. you can see they have a beautiful welcome center and museum room dedicated to the life of Father Patrick Payton. So we go there themselves and actually learn about, in a, in a very media-centric kind of way, uh, the impact that he had. And we kind of take it for granted, people who work for uh, EWTN or any of the other major uh, Catholic news outlets around, that, uh, that the Catholic Church is out there through the media. But without Father Patrick Payton, none of this would have been possible. He was the one who sort of laid the groundwork for spreading the faith through the airwaves. We've got about a minute left. Uh, Between him and and Fulton Sheen, they were great pioneers. 
What would you think they would say to Catholics in general about the need to pray to the rosary as not only just growing in holiness, but in leading an effective apostolate? Yeah, I think that uh, each individual sort of having that that habit or that uh, devotion to Our Lady in the Rosary, I think that's something that can help each person uh, in their own life of faith. But encouraging others to join in the Rosary is a powerful way to connect with both family and friends. And I think uh, both Patrick Payton and Fulton Sheen would encourage uh, such a thing for the growth of faith. Yes, it's because... By praying the rosary, we grow closer to Our Lady and we encounter Jesus that much more intimately in that meditating in the mysteries, the still small voice of our Lord. Michael O'Neill, thank you very much for being with us. How can people stay in touch with you? I've got a brand new book out this week. It's called They Might Be Saints, and Father Patrick Payton is featured in the book. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Michael. We'll be right back. <laughs> 